0: Now nah, I've been smoking, you been smoking, we've been smoking all day I've smoking, you've been smoking, we've been smoking all day You be smoking, she be smoking, he be smoking all day Blowing kush in face from overseas Days to the USA I got that blueberry, raspberry, and we keep that juicy What's going on everybody? It's Tony Tone And I am here on the second episode of Snurbage, colon the podcast uh the music that i've been using for the intro and outro is actually a uh, a rapper i believe from down in arkansas he's a buddy of mine. is buddy of mine's uh uh buddy i i originally asked my buddy tone bone uh down in kansas to uh to create a <laughs> a track for me he's like man i'm in the middle of a move right now i'm just I, all my shit's like Packed up and everything, but let me hook you up with this guy. And this guy uh, threw this song at me, and I thought it was fucking great. So I just think it's hilarious and awesome and just, you know, awesome. Good shit. Fucking Young Young Stone is his name. I would be smoking. Young Stone. Good shit. Also want to give out a shout-out to a, a comedian buddy of mine out in South Dakota, Rapid City, South Dakota, named Sheldon Starr. Uh, stars S T A R R, just like the porn star, Rachel Star, Sheldon Star. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, yeah. So, Sheldon Star created a really cool um, uh, logo for me, and looks awesome. Sheldon, thank you so much. Uh, and so, yeah i have I have some collabs, and I have some people who are uh, who are definitely into helping the show out, and that's awesome. It's awesome good stuff so it's interesting you know i looked on my phone today there was a level of serendipity that happened today because i got a new bag and it's called bat country i fucking got some weed called bat country i saw it and i was like i don't even care what this does like i just want to fucking smoke some bat country so i got some and it's amazing it's, well, I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. It's a, it's fluffy. I just fucking broke it up and threw it in there and it's nice and fluffed out and it fucking smells great, dude. It's amazing. So yeah, we're going to smoke some backcountry. I'm going to take a puff right now and then I'll get to why this was all kind of serendipitous. That tastes pretty darn, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's good. Mm. Kind of a smoky, peaty flavor to it, (laughs) but, uh, whoa. (laughs) I still don't think it's as good as the Alba snatch, but I have only taken one hit, so we'll see. But, uh, no, so I got, I got a bag called back country from the dispensary. Awesome. Cool. So today I open up the fucking internet and I look on Facebook and I wanted to do an episode today. So I looked on Facebook and I have Facebook news. I've never actually clicked on that button down at the bottom, like next to your, like, you know, notifications and shit. There's a little news button right like, right next to marketplace. So I checked it out and I fucking clicked on it. And like the third or fourth thing that popped up after, okay, so here, Kanye West changed his name to simply Yee, Y-E, good for you, Kanye, I'm so, so happy, like, I I don't know how I could have gotten through today without knowing that particular nugget of news, so thank you, Kanye, for... Oh, calming my soul with that news. So happy for you. Um, You know, and there's shit on there about fucking, you got Megan Fox dating, uh, I don't know, fucking AK-40 Kelly or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know his fucking name. I was just going to say Matlock fucking what? Matlock Kelly. No, machine gun Kelly. There you go. Machine gun Kelly. Thank you. Machine gun Kelly. <laughs> Fuck machine gun Kelly. Okay. I don't like machine gun Kelly. And you know, it's not a fact of his art or anything like that. It's that he's he fucking dissed Eminem. You know, and Eminem is, you know, in in my eyes, Eminem is an OG. So he might not be the OOG, like the original, original gangster, but he's he pretty fucking prevalent, man. You don't fucking diss Eminem. You know, you just don't fucking do it. I, I just, I think I think Eminem is, I'm not even a huge rap guy. I know a lot about rap right now. I know a lot more about rap than I should right now just because I hang out with people who really dive into, into a lot of st- Hobson, um, NF um, Dax, Tom McDonald, even though I don't fucking like Tom McDonald, but I have to listen to some of that shit. But, um, yeah, dude. So, uh, tech nine, techie, techie nine, fucking tech nine. I met tech nine down in fucking Columbia, Missouri when he still has still had his fucking absolute power rape van fucking tech and Nina. But, uh, yeah. So fucking, you know, whatever, uh, you don't go against Eminem. That's just all there is to it. Eminem's the shit. And you just, you know, shut the fuck up, dude. You fucking punk ass kid. But, anyways. But then, like, the third thing down was, and it's amazing because I just got the backcountry. And the third thing down is a story. By movieweb.com. And I know I I said I wasn't going to do a lot of shit about movies, but we were talking about this and there's going to be a lot more to it than just the movie. An official Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas prequel exists. Here's how to watch it. Fear and Loathing in Aspen tells the story of Hunter S. Thompson's run for sheriff in Aspen, Colorado. Shout Studios has released Fear and Loathing in Aspen starring Jay Bulger or Bulger? I don't know. The wannabe haymaker as Hunter S. Thompson telling the story of Thompson's run for sheriff of Aspen, Colorado. You can catch in in select theaters and on video demand now. It is available on Apple, iTunes, Google Play Movies, Vudu, Amazon, Video, Microsoft Store, YouTube is download or rent it on Apple, iTunes, Google Play Movies. Holy shit, they're just redoing it all. Okay, Microsoft Store, YouTube, Direct Online, TV Online. Okay, all those things. So it's out. I haven't fucking seen it yet. It's out. But I got back Country the weed and now there's fear and loathing and Aspen the movie and it's amazing and I can't wait to fucking watch it. Um, But you know, just in saying that if you have no idea who Hunter S Thompson is, let me take you on a little journey through my world. Once upon a time, I knew a guy named Mike in Columbia, Missouri. He's actually the guy that introduced me to the grateful dead. I want to have him on this show. One of these days, Um, but he's actually the guy that introduced me to the Grateful Dead, but also, uh, he introduced me to a little movie called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Excuse me. That was my cranberry juice coming up. I'm so sorry about that. I watched that movie and that was still in my... Hot smoking infancy is what I'll call it. So I was getting a lot more fucking stoned back in those days, man. I was getting a lot more fucking stoned back in those days. And, um, I watched that movie and God damn, that was a trip without leaving the fucking farm, dude. Holy crap. It was nuts, and if you've never seen it, like even if you don't smoke weed or anything like that, you're not watching it all fucked up, you'll feel fucked up when you're done watching that movie. It's one of those fucking movies, man. Holy crap, it's a hell of a ride. So I watched it, I loved it. I loved it even more just because of the fact that Terry Gilliam, one of the Monty Python guys, the guy who played Patsy, and he fucking... He played the dude that got his fucking liver taken out in, in meeting of life. And oh yeah, dude, I'm using it. But, uh, uh, Terry Gilliam directed. I love Terry Gilliam fucking Brazil and the Fisher King and fuck. Yeah, dude. I love Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam is an amazing director slash human being 12 monkeys. I have a fucking 12 monkeys tattoo on me, man. Fisher fucking King dude or Terry fucking Gilliam, man. Um, I love fucking Terry Gilliam, love him to death. And, uh, so I loved that movie. So I, I got the book, you know, so I read the book and the book was awesome. And so I dove even further into this world and shortly thereafter, where the fuck is it? It's buried. I actually have the high times magazine that was a tribute to Hunter S Thompson when he offed himself. So I was like just in the midst of, you know, it, it was yeah, it was probably a couple years after I kind of dove into the into into Thompson's world that he offed himself. And so that was a really emotional thing for me because here I come to find this amazing writer, um, you know, kind of a paranoid, you know, little little dab, little touch of paranoia, a little touch of cynicism um he was off his fucking rocker man but he was a goddamn genius a poet you know in you know he he used words like you know picasso used oils um and i just i loved his stuff and so when he died just shortly after i started getting into him a couple of years after i started getting into him man that was fucking harsh but at the same time i'm happy that i was conscious of that man when he was alive Cause his writings, we have a whole bunch of his fucking books. Um, not saying I've read them all, but I've read a couple of them, and but I've read a lot of like I I used to uh, before we got all the books and stuff. I used to deep dive a lot of his stuff on the internet and find little probably you know you know shit that I you know probably should have been paying for, but I was reading some you know his Rolling Stone stuff and everything like that, and a lot of that stuff kind of um, is tra- you know was released into book form and stuff like that. But that's kind of where I, you know, I was kind of a, a, you know, a deep cut Hunter S Thompson internet guy for a little while there back in the day. Um, but the one thing that I always, you know, cause there was a lot of, th- I mean, you know, that guy was a, he was a maniac, man. He was nuts. He was off off the fucking chain wild card uh, at all times. You cannot trust that man. You know like you know you would not be able to trust that guy for a fucking second. You would not want to turn your back on that guy for a fucking second cuz he was nuts. Um but his the words that he used and the way that he thought about the administration and just the way that you know The the army of uh, what do I want to say here? Let me take another hit. Let me think about it. The fuck. The hell we do it out here in the middle of the desert. The fat cats that he uh that he talked about that ran everything. You know, they're all buddies and and it's just it's just a one big giant clusterfuck of rich entitled people that you know, want everything their way. They don't want any sort of change. They don't want any diversity. You know, they just they want everything, you know, buy the book and the book is just fucked. And it's just that and the way George Carlin used to write about about politics and used to talk about politics. It's just it's just one big fucking circle jerk with them, man. You know, you know, we we're just watching a documentary on uh, on Netflix the other night called Dream Killer. And just the, you know, the utter just fucking lunacy that that comes to mind when you think about how things are run in the ways of the court systems, in the ways of all of that. All these politicians are bought and paid for. and And if they're not, even if they're on the level, they're still buddies with all these other crooks out there. They're buddies with them. So even if they're on the level, you know, they're still biased. And Hunter S. Thompson saw that, and he saw right through that shit. And so did that guy, fucking Chuck Charles Erickson, on that Dream Killer thing. Saw right through their fucking bullshit at, at the at that last court appearance. Check it out. I'll talk about that at a different time. But um, but no, I just I've never trusted the government because everything there's just so many different things that are it, it is so hypocritical all the time like okay so if i tried to kill myself right now if i tried to blow my fucking brains out right now and i fucked up and i didn't do it and they would they would toss me in a fucking mental hospital for a little while you know and they you know you can be arrested for fucking trying to kill yourself And, but then you're sitting here on the outside and you're a healthy human being, but then like health things come up, but they want you to pay astronomical amounts of money. I went to the doctor a few weeks ago and I was supposed to get some cream for, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't want to talk about it right now. It has nothing to do with like any sexually transmitted diseases or anything like that. I needed a cream for something and I get to the fucking pharmacy and they're like, that'll be six hundred and seventy six dollars, sir. What? Like, holy fucking shit, man. Like this stuff, you know, this stuff better fucking, you know, cure fucking cancer, man. Jesus Christ, dude. Six hundred bucks. So, yeah, healthcare is so fucking unaffordable, but yet they don't want you to die, but they want you to die. And everything is so fucked, man. And Hunter S. Thompson knew that. And so that's why he ran for Sheriff of Aspen, Colorado. He wanted to bring it all fucking down, build it back up from nothing. He didn't want any of these fat cat tycoons coming in there because when he originally moved to Aspen, it was a, a nice, quiet little town but then all of us and you know but then all of a sudden all these corporations and conglomerates and fucking all this shit media and shit came to Aspen and you know fucking he didn't like it he didn't want it to be controlled by you know all these fucking huge fat cats out there and so he tried to fucking do something that nobody else i don't think that I, that comes to mind i'm sure that there's been fucking Whack jobs out there that have tried to do weird shit that I don't know about, but in my recollect recollection, um, I don't know of anybody who really tried to do what that guy was trying to do. And not saying that all of, all of his ideas were right, <laughs> but you know he was he was he was something else. He was from a different universe, like an alternate universe. I can just imagine what an alternate universe full of people that thought like Hunter S. Thompson, what that? What kind of a world we would live in, you know? So I own Where the Buffalo Roam, which is the Bill Murray, Peter Boyle, uh, Hunter S. Thompson movie, and I own Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And I have the Criterion Collection, which also has "Fear and Loathing on the Road to Hollywood," is what I believe it was. Yeah, which is an actual documentary of him and Ralph Steadman, his artist, going to Hollywood and shit. And it was it's pretty fucking great. Um, And so, yeah, and so now this movie's coming out, and it's yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool, and I'm really really excited for it. Oh, I was gonna say, I have a, a a. there used to be an old video store here in town that, of course, isn't there anymore, you know. But I know the lady that used to work in it, and I, we happened upon each other in life now, later on in life and stuff. And, and, uh, and that's actually who we got all the Hunter S. Thompson books from. Uh, my wife saw it on Marketplace and shit. And so we got all these Hunter S. Thompson books from her, and she recognized me, and I recognized her, and she was like, Holy shit, dude. And so she called us a couple days later. She's like, I got something for you. I want to drop it off to you. And so she comes over and she hands us an original fucking poster that hung in video land of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So that's hanging on my wall, too. And yeah, it's, you know, there, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, Sometimes you go out and it's like I'm going I'm going I'm going to get a little fucking gonzo tonight. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to do. Cuz he was he was the the very first person that they that they coined the term gonzo journalism because and what gonzo journalism is is not only does a journalist go somewhere to cover a story, let's say the Super Bowl. Not only does a journalist go to the Super Bowl, but he becomes part of the story. And, um, and he did it in a lot of times alcohol and, or drug fueled benders and stuff. Um, and one of his partners in crime was a, a Chicano lawyer named Oscar Zeta Acosta. And you can actually find some of his, um, some of his, uh, some videos of him speaking, um, Give, like he gives the seminar in like a see through mesh yellow fucking shirt and everything and um you know talking about Chicano heroes and stuff like that and and um but the way Thompson described him when that guy got loaded he was a beast and those two together was you know, I have a couple of friends like that. And a guy named Ronnie that that uh that I, I know who's a Native American and my buddy Adam and I tell you what sometimes we go out and we get Hunter S. Thompson, man. We get we get real gonzo and weird with it, man. So yeah. Hunter S. Thompson. I want to know what you guys think about Hunter S. Thompson because I mean, I'm just I'm ex- I'm excited for this movie and I'm definitely not as versed in Hunter S. Thompson is a lot of people, but you know, uh, I really want to read Juan Thompson's book. I can't remember what it's fucking called. Um, I think it's like surviving or growing up, Hunter, or something. I don't. I don't remember something like that. Something ah, I can't remember. That might be completely wrong. And then Oscar Zeta Acosta's book, um, something about the white buffalo or brown buffalo. Sorry, brown buffalo. Great white buffalo. No, brown buffalo. Like teachings of the brown buffalo or something. See, I don't even know this shit off the top of my head, so I'm not like, you know, your Hunter S. Thompson historian or anything like that. But what's really cool is in that Fear and Loathing on the Road to Hollywood, and you can find that. I'm pretty sure that that's on YouTube. A lot of that that documentary stuff about him is on YouTube. But um, in it, he actually goes to uh, whoever you go to to tell them how he wants to how he wants his uh, his funeral to be. And he describes this cannon that he wants himself shot out of and then, like, his ashes shot out of and then blow up. Um, and he wanted it to the music of uh, Bob Dylan's Mr. Uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. Or, hey, yeah, yeah Mr. Tambourine Man. Um, and so... It's cool because it's him, you know, back in the fuck man, seventies, eighties, or whatever. Whenever that thing was, was shot, um, you know, him back in those days, you know, telling them exactly what he wanted, and then you can go on YouTube and you can see when when he died, Johnny Depp flipped the bill for the for the funeral, and had the cannon and everything, and and uh, yeah, like I think Jack Nicholson was there. And I think Sean Penn was there, and Johnny Depp, of course, was there, and John Cusack was there. I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, and, and you can see it, red, white, and blue fireworks, and he and the thing blows up, and you can see his ashes, and then they start playing "Mr. Tamarine." Man, is that like is that? Am I saying that wrong? Like, I'm sorry, this shit's kind of got me all fucked up. Am I saying that? Like, I have to look. I have to look it up. Bob Dylan. Yeah, Mr. Tambourine Man. I'm I'm saying it right. I'm nuts. I'm going nuts. Backcountry nuts, dude. (laughs) Speaking of music, I want to do a top 10 list of my favorite albums. How's that sound? And, you know, I could name a hundred albums that are great. but These are the ones that kind of stuck out in my head when I was thinking of the top ten list. And things that really kind of stuck with me. Um, so, top ten albums. The very first one. Albums by bands. Very first one is Fair Warning by Van Halen. And I'll tell you why. Because... Once upon a time, my mother was dating a man, a man by the name of Randy, really, really good man, doesn't age well <laughs> in my brain. You know, a lot of the things that that guy told me and taught me and the things that my mom would be like, Randy, don't fucking say that shit to my son, you know, but I just laugh it off and stuff. Some of it was like, wow, I don't know if we would chill these days, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, um, he, yeah, he ended up, uh, downer. He ended up fucking like killing himself in like 2003, I guess. Good, good man though. But anyways, he was with my mom and I really kind of looked up to him because my dad was gone, uh, off at, he was gone at college in a different state. So I didn't see much of him for a couple years there. Graduate school. Uh, sorry, I need a drink. And Randy said, if you want to get the babes tone, you got to learn how to play the guitar. And you got to learn how to play the guitar like Eddie Van Halen. And I said, who's Eddie Van Halen? And he's like, what the fuck? So he takes me out like to Walmart and he buys me the very first copy or, you know, the very first Van Halen CD that he sees. And it's fair warning. He puts that He He gives that to me. I take it home, I put it on, and I remember hitting play and hearing Mean Street, the opening track, Mean Street by Van Halen. And I was like, that's what I want to fucking do, man. Right there. Still don't know how to play that fucking song. I know I play a little bit of it, not all of it, and definitely not as good as Eddie. Rest in peace, Edward Van Halen. That's one of those celebrities I cried when he died. I really did, because he really... Van Halen, for some odd reason, really clicked with me back in the day. It was because of that album, Fair Warning. Next one, Pink Floyd, The Wall. And there's a hundred different stories I could tell with The Wall and how therapeutic it's been during a lot of dark times for me. Um, but I'm just going to say this, that uh, once upon a time, somebody very special in my life who is not here anymore. Uh, we we smoked weed together for our first time to comfortably numb. Then we watched Shrek. <laughs> so that was a very, that was a very, uh, that was a very big moment in my life when relationships changed from one aspect to another and I gained so much of a friend that day and it was to comfortably numb. So, and the wall in general, I mean, the show must go on. That is a really, really kick-ass fucking song because they actually wrote a different fucking uh, verse uh, that start, that starts it out and it's not on the album but if you listen to them do it live back in the wall days and then there's that band Brit Floyd out there which is amazing by the way Brit Floyd check them out they're the greatest Pink Floyd cover band ever and it's amazing like red rocks fucking amazing dude um but they when they when they played it live they used to do that first verse and it's fucking amazing Show must go on. Run like hell. I remember I got done at a really shitty night at work one night. And I got in my truck and I turned on the radio. And it was just the radio. It wasn't even like a CD or anything. I turned the radio on. And all of a sudden, it's like, run. I'm leaving work. And it's like, run. 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 <laughs> run like hell, man. Get the fuck out of there, dude. Um, hey, let's smoke. Let's smoke. Let's let's, let's take a hit together. Let's take a, little, take a little hit together here. I got a little bit more here on the plate I can put it on there. Run, run, <laughs> run. But yeah, dude. Um, and actually, uh, I lost my I lost my dog not too long ago. His name was Rufus. And uh, I lost him not too long ago. And on my way to take him to the vet, it was 5 o'clock in the morning. On my way to take him to the vet, uh, Shine On You Crazy Diamond came on. And it was, it was appropriate. I shared a moment with my, with my pup. Let's take a hit. So yeah, that was, you know, that's why I love the wall. Sorry, this is taking so long. (laughs) I'll try not to take so long. Grateful Dead, ladies and gentlemen, the Grateful Dead, um, Oh god damn it! Seventy two, seventy four, can't remember. Uh, I just have a list in front of me, but it's if you look, it's a four disc live album. Um, still, when Pigpen was with them, and that was like that was actually my second uh, Grateful Dead album that I ever bought. <coughs> the first one was Hundred Year Hall, which was amazing. Which was uh, it was a Germany show and that was that was a great album uh but when my buddy mike put on the grateful dead for me he put on ladies and gentlemen the grateful dead and that was my, that's cover to cover dude all four discs just amazing shit i fucking love that shit and like i said i could i could tell you a million fucking stories about driving off girls listening to fucking grateful dead and if they don't like it, you know, it's kind of like a test if you can't fucking hang on some on some like deep Grateful Dead, some loser, you know, you know, some, you know, deep stuff, not just fucking trucking or touch of gray. Fuck that shit. I mean, I love it, but, you know, fuck that shit. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, the Grateful Dead. God smack. <laughs> we're going to whip it into Godsmack their self-titled album, one of the greatest hard rock albums of all fucking time. I love how like weird it is what they like they put some like clips of like old like horror documentaries and horror movies and stuff in there and it's just it's one of those albums that I could listen to over and over again and it's just like I loved that fucking album. Godsmack's original album, awesome fucking shit. Uh the Postal Service, Give Up the only album i think i think they only had the one album i think they had like an ep of like a couple different songs some years ago but postal service it's like i don't even know how to describe it if you're death cab for cutie but a little bit more digital you know like it's kind of like kind of like owl city you know the fireflies guy um you would not believe your eyes because I look like George McFly. Check that shit out. Seriously, <laughs> watch Alice City's Fireflies and tell me he doesn't look like fucking Crispin Glover. But anyways, yeah, Postal Service, really good shit. Give Up is an amazing album. I know it doesn't sound amazing. It sounds like it's telling you to give up, but it's a great album. The District Sleeps Alone Tonight is kind of the hit off of that, but there's so much on there. It's just amazing. Uh, next up, Fish, Farmhouse. That's just because my buddy Adam, my best buddy in the world, when I was down and out, because I moved away back when I was a kid, and I missed my friend, and uh, he told me, he was like, you need to get this album. So I, I went out and I got it, and I connected back with my friend through this album. And that was around the time I started smoking, too. So it was, it was a good fucking mix. And so, yeah, Fish, Farmhouse. Um, bug, I think is what it's called. Bug is a wonderful piece of fucking music. The whole fucking CD is amazing. My mother really, really liked, uh, the, uh, the song. Fuck. Um, oh my God. Why do I not know this? Jesus Christ. Um, fuck. I gotta look now. I gotta look now. Fucking. Fish Farmhouse. What are the fucking names? Twist. Wait, twist round. Twist round. Yeah, she fucking loved Twist, man. That was an amazing, that's, so yeah, that's good stuff. Fucking Fish Farmhouse. Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band troubled it, Trouble Is, that's the Blue on Black Band and shit like that. And fuck all that goddamn fucking, fucking five-fingered fucking death fucking noodles or whatever the fuck that goddamn band is that that shit sucked i don't even care if kenny wayne shepherd was involved with it. brian may was involved with. It. that was a shit fucking song dude kenny wayne shepherd band trouble is not only blue on black it is it's its own fucking entity on that album you know that's the fucking hit man that's like the one fucking song that the the public really really got to hear but there's some really good fucking hard driving fucking blues on that shit man and that Noah Hunt guy that fucking sings with them has got an amazing fucking voice and like fucking shotgun blues and chase the fucking rainbow. I think those are on there. If not, they're on live on and that's the next album. And that was just as fucking good. But trouble is was like that was the first time I really fucking dove into that world of like hard fucking dirty, rugged fucking blues, man. And it was amazing. Trouble is Kenny Wade Shepherd band. Um, string cheese incident. A String Cheese Incident. That's the name of the album. It's a live album, and it's a journey. It's a beautiful fucking journey of an of an album that ends with, like, laughter. <laughs> and, yeah, if you just ever want to fucking get stoned and fucking listen to something just fucking gorgeous, but it's like just a fucking masterpiece, man, from start to finish. It's amazing. It's an amazing album. Take a cruise, smoke a bowl, and... Fucking, you know, have a good time with it. Uh Offspring. Days go by. I've always loved the offspring. I loved Smash. I love X a, Uh fucking Americana. Um and I and I got into offspring during like their Smash days because I remember there's a guy I want to actually have on the show here named Ish that fucking I remember sitting in my fucking my school and him talking about this CD fucking smash by the offspring. And I listened to it. And I fucking loved it. And yeah, dude. But days go by. It's it's almost like it's almost like a coming of age for adults fucking CD, you know. Offspring kind of helped us come of age when, you know, when we were that, when we were younger. And now it kind of like almost kind of comforted me when I heard that whole album. It was, it's an amazing fucking album. Days Go By, Offspring. Great fucking, their new one is really good too. But um, Days Go By, great fucking album. Last one, another Floyd one, The Division Bell. I told my wife today, I think, I, I, I honestly really think that Pink Floyd is my favorite band. Their Their music, whether whether it's the old stuff, the Sid stuff, the fucking uh, Sid's, Sid's still there, but Gilmore's now with them, uh, to now it's just the four of them, and then all of a sudden it's... The, then they kick fucking right out, but then he fucking tours with them, but then he gets kicked out, but then they fucking break up, but then all that shit, everything, to the final cut, to fucking... Piper, it's the Gates of Dawn, Endless River. I love it all, dude. Everything in between. Uh, it, it's, it's my music. But the Division Bell was actually my very first trip with Floyd. I remember I got it when I was like fucking probably 12 or 13. And I was at a pawn shop with a buddy of mine. And his mom gave us, like, fucking 20 bucks to fucking buy a couple of, like, used CDs and shit. And I saw a Pink Floyd CD. Oh, they're, like, like the greatest or something. You know, I don't fucking know. So I got it. It was the Division Bell. And I still have that CD in my fucking car. Like, I it, it's still there. I still listen to it and shit. And I fucking love the Division Bell. It is, it's dark, but it's inspiring. And it's weird, but it's... It's tr- it like transports you into a weird fucking world, but it's it's a lot more. It flows a little bit better than some of their previous stuff, uh, including the wall because the wall was a concept album. The Vision Bell is not a concept album, but the wall. I mean, if you just listen to it as an album and not as a concept album, it's kind of like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? But the division bell, it is that that's that's where I fell in love with Floyd was the was the division bell, and so honestly everything else underneath the division bell is underneath the division bell, um, and there's that part um, in the division bell, ah, this is, uh, high hopes. I think it was in high hopes, but they actually go the endless river, and then the next album. It's called The Endless River. And Richard Wright's not here anymore. And they used Richard Wright's old shit from, you know, different jamming sessions and stuff to make The Endless River, their last album. And so that's, it's almost like they looked into the future. And it, and it just, oh, it just fucking hits me, man. Pink Floyd, The Division Bell. It's amazing. Amazing shit. So yeah, that's my podcast about Hunter S. Thompson smoking backcountry and listening to some tunes you know thanks for joining me i appreciate it so yeah um so yeah once again i just wanted to plug uh sheldon star artwork he lives in rapid city south dakota and uh he's on instagram at sheldon star s-t-a-r-r um and he's a he's a hell of a comedian. I actually met him while I was on the road doing comedy, so it was it was awesome. And I and I think the world of Sheldon. And he actually he actually was on a different media that I that I put out a while ago, and I'll I'll talk about that a little bit later um, when the time's right. But uh, I don't want to plug too much of my other shit right now. So, um, but yeah, Sheldon's Sheldon's a great guy. So uh, thanks for joining me. Also. Uh, the ending music that you'll hear after this is Young Stone. I be smoking. So yeah, thanks for thanks for joining me, Tony Tone. Uh, y- you can find this podcast on like multiple platforms, but Anchor is my my Anchor podcast uh, thing. We're also on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure that they've been sending me emails that I haven't checked. Um, about like it going to different platforms and stuff like that too. So I'm going to put all that shit in the description below. We are also on Twitter and I just want to make sure I remember the handle here. Just make sure that I remember the handle. Uh, yeah. Snurbage. Four twenty at Snurbidge four twenty. That's S N E R B I D G E four twenty. So yeah, Snurbidge the podcast. Thank you guys very much for joining me, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys next time. Leave your comments below. Like, share, subscribe, ding the bell. Do whatever you want to do, or don't do anything you want to do. I don't care. I'm just having fun doing this. And I hope that somebody. And on the last episode, I got a couple of uh, messages from some of my, um, from some of my peeps out there that were like, "I'm smoking with you right now. Listen to you, bro." And it's like, "Yeah, dude, it's exactly what I want to do. Let's, let's smoke a little bit of weed together and talk about some shit. Fuck Kanye West and all that crap." <laughs> uh. Anyways, you guys have a good day, and an even better September. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Now, I've been smoking, you've been smoking, we've been smoking all day. I be smoking, you've been smoking, we've been smoking all day. You be smoking, she be smoking, he be smoking all day. Blowing kush in a face from overseas to the USA. I got that blueberry, raspberry, and we keep that juicy fruit. If you want that five-hour level, yeah.